Welcome to the Reach In, Reach Out podcast, a proud production of Engage Cooperative. I had spent time in the Peace Corps um, and lived with people who were subsistence farmers. And while they were quite poor, they had a connection to food and a connection to their community that was really beautiful. And so coming home and seeing how that was really not something that our culture supported here um, made me really motivated to figure out how people in urban areas could be connected to their food and connected to their environment through their food and then also connected to each other. So that sense of like wanting to create community through food. This is Logan Roselle with Reach In, Reach Out, the podcast that helps you become an advocate and conversation starter in your community. Our goal today is to motivate you to participate in your own community garden by giving you an insider perspective of hunger and community in Pierce County. And if you really hate plants, we hope to at least give you a reason to connect with others. You are about to hear from the director of Harvest Pierce County, Kristen McIver, and from the director of Harvest House Community Garden, Katie Daniels. These two women are going to shake up how you think about gardening because they're not gardeners, they're activists. There was a a group of us, we were all um, women about the same age and we met kind of serendipitously Um, We all had kind of different reasons for wanting to support this work. One of them worked here at the Conservation District and her mission was really about like supporting local farms. And the joke at the time was that community gardens were kind of a gateway drug to local farms because if people connect to their food and understand the value of food through growing it themselves, they'll be more likely to support local farms. They'll be more likely to seek out food in farmers markets. And so we began kind of just organizing and doing promotion and kind of getting the community excited and engaged in the idea of community gardens. And so we hosted a bunch of events. We did these community garden tours and got people like to go and visit the gardens and see what was there and learn how they could get involved and had several different events that were kind of like panel discussions and just kind of community conversations around how can we have a healthier community? You know, how can we grow more food? How can we support our local agriculture? And then it kind of just started rolling from there. We just heard from MacGyver about the history of how her community gardens organization got started. But to really get a handle on the needs of our community gardens and what they can provide, we need to understand our community's relationship with hunger. Here are the facts. 13.2% of people in Pierce County are suffering from a lack of food security, meaning they are unable to pay for food on a monthly basis. 32% of Pierce County applicants in food assistance programs are actually above the poverty line. 32% of food insecure people can't access SNAP, which is the Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program provided by the government. Here's the kicker. About 25% of Pierce County jobs are actually farming-based. Altogether, this shows a disconnect between the amount of food we produce and the people experiencing food insecurity. We produce a lot of food, and a lot of people need it, but they're not all being helped. Sure, community gardens produce food, but as we just saw, that's not really the problem. We already produce food. So, what else can these gardens do to help? Going into this story, I thought the community gardens were a service where you go, you harvest some crops, and you leave with dinner. I also thought that they were kind of cheesy. You walk in, you're in the middle of Tacoma, there's a bunch of hippies, 
and they all have gardening tools. You know, the ones that you get at Home Depot, the little spinning wheels and the garden gnomes. So clearly I had two different views of community gardens. Over the course of the story, I realized that there's a lot more that I wasn't appreciating. The first thing that hit me was the connection between casual community gardening and farming. Personally, in the modern era, I didn't think that farming was a big deal. I didn't think that people wanted to be farmers, and I figured if they did, well, they would just do it, or they would already be farmers. Actually, I learned that getting into farming is really hard, and there are quite a few benefits. You get to own your own business, be the master of your own destiny, and you always have lunch taken care of. But only if you can get over this huge hump. Obtaining land and learning how to farm is quite difficult. Community gardens are a great place to start. Not only that, but Harvest Pierce County has specific programs for helping aspiring farmers finance land. It gave me a new perspective on just how much farming in Pierce County matters, and at the center of it all is this simple little garden. I also began to think of starting a community garden as like a drop of water hitting a pond. There's a ripple effect. You have this produce, so then what do you do with it? You gotta cook it. This is a great time to start learning how to create more creative and healthier meals. In fact, I'm not the first to think about this. There's actually already a dedicated cooking program through Harvest Pierce County that came out of our community gardens. Starting a community project leads to other community efforts, more skills, more experience, and healthier living. It's beautiful. Here's another thing I learned from the community gardens. There's this gleaning program. What is gleaning? Gleaning is actually a word like that's as old as the Bible. In the like the biblical sense, like a farmer would leave a little bit in the field after everything was harvested, and then the poor would be able to come in and, and harvest what was left. And so it happens here, local farms are just like, they just can't get the labor to harvest that last little bit of the green beans, so they call us and we bring volunteers and we get the, the last bit. Gotcha. Fruit trees are a little different just because they're typically not harvested in backyards. You know, it's just kind of, a, many people inherit a fruit tree, they buy a house and there's a big apple tree in back and they're like, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> And so we go in and, and harvest what the homeowner can't or doesn't want to deal with. And our farm, we have these community work days out at the farm. So if you just want to show up for a couple hours and kind of get your hands dirty and take home some food, that's an opportunity. What a great idea. Why waste stuff that you're never going to use? This gave me a new perspective on even the apple tree in my own backyard. Finally, there are opportunities in community gardens for students. As we speak, there's a community garden run by Franklin Pierce School District where kids are coming in and learning how to garden. It gets them outside, it gets them working, playing in the dirt, making friends, and of course, at the end of the day, producing food that will go to people who need it most. We partner with them and provide a lot of the volunteer labor and energy to supplement the student energy and work together to grow food, primarily for their school district um, in the cafeteria during the school year, but then also um, it's distributed in a couple different ways in the summer to food banks and to they do like a free farmers market at one of the middle schools where there's free summer lunch happening. They're selling this year at the Eastside Farmers Market. Now that's amazing. To wrap it all up, a lot can go into community gardens. The fundamental idea is that when you create a garden, that produces a universal good, food. Then the garden grows other opportunities for people to work with each other, learn new skills, and help each other in their community. It makes you healthier, and it makes everybody else healthier around you. 
most people say to me that the the benefits that they get from the community garden are far above just like I got a lot of tomatoes this year. It's right. it's about the relationships. It's about how they feel being in their neighborhoods and their communities, knowing a lot of their neighbors. You know, people form relationships with people whose language they don't know. You might not be able to talk to the person, but you can, like I said, food is kind of this common language and there's often a lot of sharing kind of just within the garden. There are more than 70 community gardens, orchards, and food forests across Pierce County, and yet few people seem to even know community gardens exist. Why is this? Well, community gardens don't really lend themselves to media coverage. I mean, if you're already participating in a community garden, it's not breaking news. There are a ton of benefits, and if you're experiencing them, that's great. But it's not Instagram-worthy. Sharing your community garden experiences is not something that comes naturally. Plus, when you go out and participate in community, the idea generally is that you're serving your community. You're humble about it. But don't be. Please. More people really need to know about this. One of the goals of this podcast is to help you start a conversation with somebody else. We want to give you interesting stories and anecdotes to share with your community. The best way to do this is to show a real community garden's impact in action. I'll let Katie tell this story. I've been introducing people to the flower on a broccoli plant, which people don't know is edible, and it's one of the best things in the garden. It's this scrum. Oh, it's so good. So I take this big flower, this spiky yellow flower off the plant, and I say, here, eat it. And I take one, and I shove it in my mouth, and they look at me funny, and then they... Try it, and then they go, oh my gosh, that's really good. I'm like, I know, right? So there's something that people didn't know. I love I love surprising people with that. But this family comes into the garden for the very first time, and I'm showing them around, and it was like, like it was like a mom, a, a child, and a grandpa kind of dynamic. And I'm showing them around, and what we do, you know, as we walk around, and I show them what we have, and I say, we've got broccoli. Would you like some broccoli? Sure. We'll. So I take them over to the broccoli plant, and this is what the broccoli plant looks like. And we pop the giant head off the broccoli, and hand it to them and and this older man this grandpa actually started crying and they couldn't stop saying thank you to the point where it's like okay yeah you're welcome <laughs> let's move on to the next plant because i've got more to show you but they were so moved and they said we can't believe that you would do this for us and right there bam it hit me you know it was just like right in the guts like that was worth every back pain i've had all year long as you heard, community gardens can have a huge impact on people who are hungry. But what if you are not hungry? I would wager that most of the people listening to this podcast are not currently experiencing food insecurity. So what's the benefit to you? Maybe you just need a way to get out there and talk to people and learn a new skill. But personally, I think it goes deeper. The best way to understand how transformative community gardens can be to people with full bellies is to listen to Katie Daniels as the role model and activist she is. I've become a master gardener because I love gardening. I love teaching people about gardening. And so um, I get to create from scratch in a blank lot, gra big gravel lot. It's mine to do with ever, whatever I want. And I'm like, yes! It's like a dream come true. Blank slate. I get to grow food for people now and, and flowers and anything else I want to do. So that's how it happened. It, it's, it wasn't something I ever planned on. Um, so when I became a master gardener, my goal was to 
I wanted to have the chance to show people God's majesty through the beauty of flowers. That was like my my elevator hook, so to speak, of why I wanted to be a master gardener. And now it's that plus, oh, I get to feed people and I get to teach people how to grow food and I get to get people excited about gardening. And I love helping people. I have a very compassionate heart and that's also a gift, I think. It's difficult at times, but it's also a gift. So you get to put those two things together. Everything from the gleaning program, the school programs, the supporting of the farmers, culinary programs, and just plain out producing food, all of that is seen in every fiber of Daniel's being. She truly lives in the flow of life. She's really deeply engaged in her work and just so passionate. She clearly does not work a 9 to 5 job, but yet she still pays the bills. That is inspiring. We saw that in the last podcast with community healthcare, people that have found a true calling and are still able to pay the bills. The key is finding your calling and helping others. But it's not just exclusive to professional gardeners or doctors. Community gardens are such a powerful gathering space that everybody should be considering helping in one. Even if you don't have a green thumb, there are other ways to get involved. Anything that you love to do, there's a call for it out there. Right. You know, in the garden, for example, if you don't know garden, don't like gardening, don't want to get dirty, there's still lots of things I could use help with. You know, sure. there's administrative, there's marketing, there's um, social media, taking photographs and getting them online would be huge. I mean, that's something that I cannot do to save my life is take a decent picture of the garden. <laughs> I have so many people say, oh yeah, I'll come out and take pictures. And then I never see a single picture. No one ever says, okay, I'm here. What do you want? You know, um, cause I don't know how to take a picture of the garden. I just want you to make it look pretty. I want you to <laughs> show people what I see is what I'm trying to get. Um, and other things, you know, we could do, you know, there's event planning. That's a big one. There's just kind of being the face of something mm -hmm. to be out and talking about it is big. The gleaning program is one easy way to just like, you know, there's no commitment. Um, you'll get, if you sign up, you get an email once a week saying, this is where the the gleans are happening this week and you can pick and choose. And if you want, you just sign up. And if you sign up, you show up and you know, it's just, it's really just like a two or three hour commitment out of your day. And you can kind of decide week to week if you want to take it. Then um, the farm also, like I said, they have community work days every Friday and Saturday. And so you can just decide Saturday morning, you want to go spend a couple hours at the farm and they'll put you to work doing whatever needs to be done. And then you can take home food at the end of the day. Those are really the two cho best choices for people who don't necessarily want to have a big commitment and need access to fresh food immediately. And then we also teach a bunch of classes and have events. And so if a person just wants to learn and then maybe dabble at home, we teach free classes all year long on kind of the, the basics of gardening. Um, we also do several big events throughout the year. If people just want to come out and meet other people who are interested in this kind of stuff, learn a little bit, kind of see what's happening in the community. We do a big seed swap in February. So you know, people can come and get access to free seeds that they can then take home and try on their own. It's also just a big fun kind of potluck, you know, meeting community member kind of events. We used to do some story sharing. We have our big spring summit in May, and that's also, it's kind of, an, it's an educational event, but also just kind of helping people find each other and, and collaborate on things or just kind of know who else is out there and make friends and engage the community in this type of stuff. And then in the fall, we do a harvest tour to showcase some of the community gardens that are doing really excellent work to get people excited, to help them see that this is 
accessible for them and reachable for them and that they also can can participate in in these types of things i think people don't don't need to dedicate their lives to something you can dedicate an hour and and you find something that you enjoy doing i think is the key find something that you're interested in passionate about no matter what it is that you love to do there's something out there you can do at the end of the day, community gardens are just another opportunity to become engaged with life. They are another excuse to become present with others and to give back. Hopefully, we will start a conversation that leads to service. If we can just do that, we can make Pierce County a better place. We're looking forward to our next podcast with more information about issues in our community. Once again, I'm Logan Roselle, and this has been Reach In, Reach Out.